It's spring. Yes, and you can hear me, right? And it's traditional to do a bit of spring cleaning. Now, I'm sure there are a few of you here today because you can't face that attic or garage that needs your attention. But you can't escape. Today, I'd like to join you in an attempt to declutter our brains. Let's start with a little exercise. Relax, and if you wish, close your eyes. Now, think of five words or phrases your friends would use to describe you. And now, think of five words or phrases that strangers meeting you for the first time might think. And now, think of five words or phrases you think really describe you. I saw a wonderful bumper sticker the other day. It said, don't believe everything you think. <laughs> if all the things you thought were positive, you have my permission to settle back and take a little nap for the next 10 minutes. But for most of us, there's some aspects of ourselves that feel limiting. It may be we feel that we're too old, too short, too grumpy, too frivolous, too fat, too thin, have ugly hair, a nose that's too big, a nose that's too small, we're shy, fearful of new things, or can't say no, or can't say yes, <gasps> that are irresponsible or frivolous, that we can't dance, can't draw, can't hold a tune in a bucket, can't let go and have fun, are too frugal, that we write sentences are too long. <sighs> well, you get the idea. I'm approaching a major birthday in a few months, and I realized recently that 15 years ago, when I thought about how my life would be at this age, I thought of Groundhog Day. <laughs> I would get up, shuffle through my day, just like the day before, rinse and repeat. The reality is so different. I'm up to my neck in a startup company and can't wait, wait, wait to get to work. I'm living with a wonderful wife in a beautiful house. My hobbies delight me. My children and grandchildren are living full lives. Is life perfect? No. But it's so different, so much better than I expected it to be. It's not without its struggles, hearing loss, arthritic hands, and lots of small aches and pains. But somehow, in the last 15 years, I've managed to lose some thoughts about myself that limited me. And perhaps you'd like to do that, too. I remember reading once about elephants in India. When the elephant is a baby, they put a metal ring around its foot and connect it to a chain and a spike that they drive into the ground. The elephant soon learns that it must stay in that place. When the elephant is full grown and could easily pull up the stake and run free, it still stays in that place. As I think about my life, looking back, I'm amazed at how many limiting thoughts I had. Middle school was a breeding ground for them. I was ugly. Nobody liked me, especially girls. I was fat. I couldn't play sports. I was shy, but also snide and disrespectful. 
and I would never find anyone to love or someone who loved me. I liked mathematics and that made me really weird. <laughs> Adults were uncomfortable around me. Yuck. So what limits you now? I invite you to take a moment and think about something that you believe about yourself that limits you. <coughs> One thing that limits me is turning pages. Are you really like that? Do you want to change? Where did that thought come from? What would be different if you dropped that thought, decluttered your brain, blew through your limits? A first step is to rephrase the limiting thought. English has a wonderful and powerful word, yet. Instead of saying, I can't dance, instead say, I haven't learned to dance yet. Doesn't that sound better? And remember that goals work so much better when they're positive. If your goal is lose 25 pounds and you've already lost 20, you're likely to start thinking things like, well, I've lost 20 pounds already so I can have that ice cream cone. But if your goal is, I want to be able to wear that beautiful blue dress again, when you get near the goal, it just becomes more compelling to keep going. It also helps to quote Gloria Steinem. Things don't have to be perfect to be wonderful. When it comes to wants, Eastern thought warns against grasping. And grasping is alive and well in our culture. The recent college admissions scandals are just one manifestation. So what does a non-grasping want look like? I think of a compass. The compass always faces the North Magnetic Pole. But the compass doesn't want to go there. It just always knows where it is. I've been surprised to realize that it's okay to want things you know you'll never have. At my meditation school recently, we were talking about what we really want. I instantly answered the question, I want to be 18 again, but know everything I know now. <laughs> Obviously, that isn't going to happen. But holding that thought connects me to the part of me that was 18 once. Young, brash, invisible, out of my own for the first time, savoring every experience. Energy, I had so much energy, so much thirst for life. And it's still alive in me after a fashion, still part of me. And I'm still growing. Lifelong limiting thoughts are weakening. Even some of the most difficult ones, like I'm fat. Well, I'm not thin yet, <laughs> but I've lost a lot of weight since last summer, so we'll see. Another thing that worked for me is that I'm fine being a little fish in a big pond, as long as the big fish in the pond can inspire and teach me. I've worked with and been friends with some amazing people who've taught me much and enriched my life, and I treasure these experiences. I recently read an interesting blog post discussing a book, Mindset, by Dr. Carol S. Dweck, a Stanford professor. Those of you with kids may already be familiar with these ideas since they're quite popular in educational circles. She talks about two different mindsets. In one, a person feels like they're born with certain abilities that will not change, and their job is to refine and polish what they have. 
The other mindset is that we have an almost unlimited capacity for growth and can go far if we have the courage to try and fail and learn from our failures repeatedly. As the old saying goes, good judgment is the result of experience and experience is the result of poor judgment. These two standpoints correspond roughly to the big fish in little pond and little fish in big pond that I've been speaking about. One remarkable thing is that these mindsets develop early, as soon as four years old. Now, of course, anytime someone says there are two kinds of people, the truth is always more complicated than that. Not only is there a spectrum, but we may be happy to be a big fish in some areas of our lives and little fish in others. But remember, we attend a church that invites us to transform ourselves, each other, and the world. How's that for stretching your limits? There's another thing in the works that bears on this discussion. We are facing some amazing changes in the next several decades. Between global warming and the artificial intelligence revolution, great change is bearing down on us rapidly. A lot of the small ponds are going to dry up. And being a big fish in a dry pond is not a good strategy. We need to increase our flexibility, try things and come to learn things and accept things that made us shrink away in the past. Otherwise, the future will be Groundhog Day for sure, and we'll be afraid to come out of the burrow. So adopt the motto, no limits. Find powerful things to want and aspire to and go get them. Clean out the attic of your brain. It's spring, the time of rebirth. So get on with it.